listening to Payments Nerds, a podcast where we share perspectives on all things payments. If you are a payments nerd too, or are a little bit curious about what's going on in the payments world, you're in the right place. Let's start the show. Hello and welcome to Payments Nerds, the official podcast of The Clearinghouse. I'm Greg McSweeney and I'm your host for this episode. So we're on a podcast roll lately. We've been doing a lot of different podcasts because there's so much happening with real-time payments. And quite frankly, it's really hard to keep up. So let me give you a quick update about real-time payments and what's happening right now with the RTP network. So first of all, you know, RTP now really has universal access. What does that mean? That means that any bank or credit union that wants to connect to RTP can do so through many of the technology providers that are out there, including names like Jack Henry, FIS, Finsley, Fiserv, OPN, uh, Corporate One, and many more. One of the new things that's kind of happening is we now over have over 150,000 businesses sending real-time payments on the network. Uh, that has shot up in the last six months, and it's really refreshing to see that it, all sorts of businesses are now sending uh, real-time payments on, the, on RTP. We have about 52 million transactions per quarter, and that's about or a little over $25 billion worth. And that equates to a growth of about 5 to 10% per quarter. And that's going back about two years now. So all that's really exciting. And it's, it's really fun to see on the RTP network. And on this podcast, we, we talk about some of the new activities that are driving this growth uh, and the way financial institutions and their customers are using RTP to solve problems. We recently discussed uh, real-time payments uh, for real estate payments, uh, real-time payments for personal loans. Uh, what small businesses are doing for real-time payments, how they're getting cash at the end of every business day, digital wallets, how people are using it to move money from their digital wallets back to their checking accounts, instant payroll, which is a really an exploding use case where more and more people are using uh, uh, real-time payments. And today we have another example of the way real-time payments can improve customer satisfaction and really solve business problems. We're going to discuss factoring. Uh, the factoring mostly in the transportation space, but it does cover a couple of other industries as well, because uh, of staffing, energy, and more. Uh, it's a big part of how services are paid for and how movement of goods is paid for in this country, and it's growing rapidly. And if you don't know what factoring is, that's okay. I didn't know what it was a couple of months ago when we started talking about this podcast, but you'll certainly know about it in the next few minutes. And I'll turn to some of the folks on the call here to really help explain what it is, because they live and breathe it every day, and, and they can talk about it much better than I can. So so joining me today is Juan Estrada, who's president and CEO at QuickPay Funding. They're a factoring provider that helps provide uh, constant cash flow or consistent cash flow to their clients. In fact, QuickPay fu- Quick Funding bills itself on its website as a 24 by 7 provider. And that kind of aligns really well with RTP because RTP is the only payment network that provides 24 by 7, 24 hours a day, seven days a week instant funds availability. And also joining me is Miyashi Lee, who is head of U.S. real-time payments at Bank of America. QuickPay Funding is working with Bank of America to offer real-time payments to their customers. And Miyashi is going to talk a little bit about how they're working with uh, QuickPay and what they're doing to get them on the network and have done to get them on the network. So that's enough for me. Let's jump right into this. and Let's start off with factoring. And I'll turn to Juan for this one. You know, what exactly is it and really how does it work? Well, Greg, uh, first of all, uh, thank you for, for the invitation and for, for having us here uh, to talk about this very important subject. Uh, well, factoring, uh, factoring is a very practical form of uh, financing uh, that allows companies to grow. If you have mainly for uh, small businesses, uh, medium-sized, and even large corporations, they utilize factoring. And just to give you an idea of the size of the market, 
uh, worldwide. Last year in 2022, it was reported by the number by the largest factoring association in the world that the global volume was close to four trillion dollars. Uh, now in the U.S. and North America, the volume that was uh, processed in factoring transactions was a little over over a hundred billion. And our goal is is just to uh, to take a little slice of, of that market size. But how does it work? Is uh, is basically by purchasing accounts receivables, accounts receivables for transactions that have taken place for service or for a sale of a product or or for any contract that is performed. And in the in the U.S. in this country, uh, that those transactions are ruled by the Uniform Commercial Code, which is actually a fantastic uh, you know legislation and, and law that is in place to rule all of the, the commercial financing transactions. So we, we operate under that umbrella. And to me, it's one of the best ways of uh, financing a small business, a growing business, or any business uh, for that matter. So, so Juan, can, can you give me an example of, you know, what would, a, uh, what would one of your clients need factoring? What would they turn to you for uh, when it comes to factoring? Because it use a transportation example or, or, or staffing, whatever you think would be best. Well, when you think about, we operate a lot in the transportation space. Uh, it's a fantastic industry, very dear to our heart. We've been in it for many years. Uh, and basically what it does, uh, it provides you the working capital because transportation is a service. Uh, and factoring applies very well also to um, staffing companies, to distributors, to really any type of company that can generate an invoice. Because once the transportation has been completed, there are invoices that are generated. Then our clients, which are can be carriers, can be logistics companies, can be any provider of transportation, they turn around and they say, look, now I have you know these thousands of dollars in receivables and now I need working capital. So then they partner up with a company like us and um, they we purchase those accounts receivable and they continue to operate. So we basically are their lifeline, if you will. We provide working capital. And uh, the majority of our clients actually fund daily. And so that's one area where our real-time payments have really been fantastic for us. Interesting. So, and is that, is that because uh, sometimes it takes a, there's a longer time frame on those receivables when they have their invoice? They get, sometimes they get paid out, what, 30 days later, 60 days later, what? Yeah, that, that, is, that is exactly the, the main reason why factoring exists uh, because of payment terms, correct? Because you can, uh, any company that is in business, you can only carry uh, that cash flow with your own resources for a certain period of time before you realize that those invoices aren't due for 30, 45, 60 days. And some of the larger corporations, actually, they'll pay in even up to 90 days or even further. So what we do is then, we come in, we're the factoring company, we will purchase those receivables, we work very closely with our clients, and we provide the, the, the working capital for them. So on any given invoice, we can advance, uh, you know, a percentage that generally ranges from 80% all the way to a full advance. A full advance meaning all the way up to, uh, we have done cases up to 98% advance rates. So it's a, it's a very practical but very aggressive uh, funding method that uh, as a growing company can use because now instead of having invoices sitting on their on their ledger now they have cash flow and they can make payroll they can you know pay for repairs they can grow they can buy more machinery and things of that nature 
Got it. That makes sense. I, that kind of that helps to kind of set the stage of why moving to more of a real-time payments really makes sense for the factoring space. So, Miyashi, let me turn to you. How does Bank of America work to enable RTP for, for quick pay funding? Thank you for the question. So one of the reasons why Juan has been such a success story for, for us is it's based on relationship, our relationship with Juan, with his company. Um, and in looking at Juan's business, which used to be heavily reliant upon ACH, um, when we started to talk to him about alternatives to ACH and Wire, real-time payments kind of made the light bulb go off and made it, an, it made us realize it was a natural fit for this type of business. So um, it was, you know, it has, has actually been an easy transition um, to move Juan's business onto real-time payments. And it really has taken off, if I may say so myself. Um, it's been something that his business has been able to rely on, has been able to grow with. Um, and it, it really gave us a lot of feedback uh, as well early on because uh, QuickPay was one of our earlier uh, companies on real-time payments. And QuickPay funding is using real-time payments in a way that we had not used it before, but it was definitely a, um, a win-win. Uh, and we've learned a lot from Juan, and I think Juan has learned a lot from us in the process. That's great. Uh, what was involved with connecting uh, QuickPay funding to RTP? And are, are they connected through APIs or what was the process to, to get them uh, onto the RTP network? So it's really, if you think about real-time payments, it, it's really just another payment type. So we try to make it very seamless for our clients uh, who want to transact, whether they want to send us a file, whether they want to use API, whether they want to just input uh, a, a, a real-time payment online, it really is up to the client and what they already have established as a connect point with Bank of America. And we're able to take that that connection and just give him another payment type in order to uh, send his payments. So it really doesn't take a lot of lift, if you would, to move from one payment type to another. It's just a choice. Sometimes you choose ACH, sometimes you choose wire, sometimes you choose real-time payments. Um, it's just a matter of the cho of a choice based on the types of payments that you are making and the characteristics you need within those payments. Got it. So, so Juan, uh, Miyashi talked a little bit about the choice that's there, right, uh, with ACH or, or WIRE or RTP. Um, what are your customers looking for? And, you know, what are some of the obstacles or problems that come with the different types of payments rails that are out there? Oh, well, uh, first I have to say, um, you know, we, we are users of, uh, we, we utilize CashPro, which is uh, Bank of America's uh, treasury system, which I think is fantastic. And something that Bank of America, I need to say this, uh, something that Bank of America did, which I loved, is that when the option came to start utilizing real-time payments, they just made it another option for us, which I just said, wow, they just make something that was fantastic and made it even better. Because now it, it actually showed up that real-time payments were just another option in there. 
And then when we started seeing the potential, then, you know, it's, it's almost like uh, jumping in the pool, uh, you know, with a cannonball. That's, that's how deep we went into it. We loved it. Uh, it's an option and we can do it as Miyashi was saying, uh, whether individually or we can send a file uh, and we're trying to do more. But it's basically through through CashPro. And that's the software, that's the, the application that we utilize. But I can tell you that real-time payments over ACHs, we're almost at 95, 98% of our transactions, of our funding that takes place uh, through real-time payments, whereas all of that volume used to go through ACHs. And you know the limitations of ACHs, that it can be overnight or sometimes even two days to have a, an ACH deposited, whereas a real-time payment is immediate. And we're super excited. We can send up to a million dollars, and it is uh, basically almost like a live payment. And that actually has uh, given us a fantastic competitive edge, and it has fueled our growth. Uh, our clients love it, and so do we. Uh, wire wire transfers, we used to process a lot more wire transfers, but that volume has been reduced, and our clients love real-time payments a lot more. So our clients love it. They they just couldn't love uh, how fast we fund them, and also it's more affordable. It's a lot more flexible. We get a lot of positive feedback from our clients, Greg. Uh, and so you're it's 95%. That, that's, uh, that's obviously very, very high. How did it get that way? Is it just word of mouth between your clients? Or are you, you, you telling your clients about RTP? How did it get so high so fast? Yeah, it's taken us a few years to get to, to that point. But when we started, and Bank of America was also one of the few banks uh, that were really behind this initiative, um, we just started talking to our clients and actually we encouraged them to even switch banks. If they were with a bank that wasn't accepting or working with real-time payments, we would say, well, we would send them to uh, Bank of America and our contacts and say, hey, uh, this, this one of our clients needs to open an account because it was faster, better, and cheaper and all of those things. And so now when, uh, thankfully, there's more and more uh, banks that are going on the network, on the real-time payment network. And so um, we just see now that the majority of, of the accounts that we board, uh, they pretty much have that. And our volume has increased uh, because of that. Okay. So, uh, so Juan, uh, let, let's talk about the cu your customer's experience. Um, what's it like for them um, with quick pay funding? Do they connect you through a portal, uh, a platform, and how do they choose if to, get to, to get their payments by real-time payments? Our, our typical client... Um, is is uh, needy of, of working capital of cash flow, and so once once they uh, they log in, once they they set up their account with us, uh, they basically submit their invoices, and we have uh, different ways in which our clients can submit their invoices for, for funding. They can do it uh, in any uh, in a variety of ways. They can do it through through our portal uh, online, which uh, allows them to do that. They can upload the information themselves. They can email it to us. Uh, at this point, uh, I mean, we, we've been very flexible in the way that we receive the information. And so once they, we set up their account, once they start submitting their invoices for funding, I mean, we fund every single one of our clients the same day that they submit their invoices to us. Unless there's, you know, some kind of exception of a problem with that specific invoice, our goal is to fund all of our clients uh, the same day. And since I told you we're at 95, 98% uh, funding via real-time payments, 
Uh, that means that they're basically getting uh, funded the same day, and and they that that makes it uh, a very good experience for them. Um, and they can do it through our portal, or they can do it via email. They can call in. We give them a variety of ways where in which they can interact with us. Got it. So, I, you know, one of the questions that we hear a lot with real-time payments is, is the marketplace ready for it? Um, now, I know you're dealing with a, a variety of customers, transportation, staffing, energy, um, a, lot of, a lot of different. Are, are the different markets ready for real-time payments? Or, or you know, some of them still are still dealing with paper all the time. Are they ready to get paid for, in real-time? So the, the response has been Pretty surprising, actually, pleasantly surprising, I should say, um, because as trusted advisors to our clients at Bank of America, we we knew that many of them needed a solution like RTP, but to now see kind of the breadth of clients and use cases that that are actually using RTP is is truly surprising um, and fascinating. So our our clients using RTP run the gamut from the retail industry to healthcare to real estate and of course factoring as you've just heard from Juan. And if you think about if you look at at the global um, kind of population of electronic payments, I, I've read that over twenty five percent of those global electronic payments are already being made by real-time payments products around the around the world. And so here in the US because we're still behind the rest of the world in this aspect, we have just merely scratched the surface of what we can truly expect going forward with how real-time payments will be adopted by clients. You know, um, the the pushback that we get is actually not from our clients or from the prospects or the industry or from the people that we actually conduct business. Uh, some of the pushback, and you wouldn't believe it, but some of the conversations that I've had to have explaining what real-time payments are and what have you has actually been with banks and with uh, some of the uh, people at treasury units and the banks. Uh, that They're reluctant and uh, they think that this is going to bring more risk onto them because our clients and our prospects, they love it. They just completely love it. And our clients have become uh, our spokesperson, if you will. They go and they talk to, to other ones of our clients and they, they tell them how quickly we're able to fund them. And, I mean, that's just a fantastic uh, selling point for us. So it makes uh, the job of our sales and marketing team uh, a lot easier, of course, because then our clients are very satisfied with that. But they're they're very receptive. They're very open. It doesn't matter if they're tech-savvy or they just love the way that the the funds appear uh, on the same day, almost immediately in their account. Fantastic. Um, what, what, you talked about some of the metrics, right? You talked about 95% are now real-time payments. What other metrics are you seeing with your business that you can attribute to the shift to real-time payments? Um, where do you think it's going to head over the next you know, six months, year or so? Oh, uh, well, we're expecting uh, our goal is to pretty much double the size of our portfolio compared 2023 compared to 2022. And a big reason for that is is due to our implementation of the and growth of the real-time payments. Um, another metric that I follow is our number of, of client referrals. Our client referrals, we're 
trending to be twice as many referrals this year from our clients than last year. And so those metrics and the, the retention, our client retention is another metric that we follow. Uh, we, we are, we're weird, if you will. We're different than most factoring companies and that our clients don't really ask uh, to go anywhere else because they love the, the 24-hour service. But t- that 24-hour service comes is supported by our ability to send their funds uh, via real-time payments and in other forms. So the, those metrics are very important to me. I look at them because retention and referrals is how we built our, our business plan for the long term. But uh, in this year, we're actually doing very well compared to uh, most other factoring you know, companies in the industry. Fantastic. So what's next? You know, what's next for quick pay funding? And, and wh- where, do you, where do you think is the next big thing uh, for real-time payments? Uh, you know, this is a fantastic question because we have been, uh, uh, our board of directors, uh, we recently uh, decided that we're, we're going to embark on a transformation journey to turn our company more into of a fintech company because we have we have been investing a lot of money in systems and technology and in people. And we believe that uh, the products that we have and the services that we offer uh, is not limited necessarily to just factoring and buying receivables. Um, and so where we have the operations, we have the know-how, we have the underwriting uh, expertise. So... We're branching out into other areas, but always looking to be more automated, uh, to be more efficient, and, and to improve our processes. Uh, right now, as you know, everyone's uh, looking as, as to how AI is going to help our processes. And so we're actually working through that because our goal is to become a full, full-pledged, full-blown uh, fintech company. And we want to compete strongly in North America. Sounds like you're going to be pretty busy. <laughs> it sure is. We're very excited about it. Very good. So, excellent. So, th- those are all the questions that I have for both of you on uh, how you're bringing real time payments, actually, how, how you have brought real time payments to the transportation industry. It's already there. Uh, but before I let you go, we do have a tradition here uh, on the show where we like to ask our guests what makes them a payments nerd? So, I'm going to ask you, Juan, what makes you a payments nerd? Oh, God, I, I believe uh, a payments nerd. I, I saw what the definition is, and I, I think I'm, I'm the poster boy for that because I jump full-blown full into anything that has to do with payment methods, payment mechanisms. Uh, I like to tell my team that uh, a good customer is not one that signs up. A good customer is where we're able to collect on those invoices. And so to me, being being able to collect on those receivables and help our clients I think uh, you can have any better definition of being a payment nerd. So I'm super excited about it. And, and so is the rest of our team. Uh, I mean, we, we just love to help our clients and we love to do it fast. Uh, we like to be flexible. And in the end, we like to make sure that any receivables, any items, any transactions that they're paid for. So <laughs> I think that's my definition of it. What makes me a payments nerd? Um, I've, I've, been a payments and numbers nerd, I would say, since I was in elementary school, balancing my mother's checkbook as a hobby on the weekends. Um, I was also a junior advisory board member of my local bank when I was in high school. And even now, my cousins still jokingly call me the spreadsheet queen. Um, There's not a spreadsheet around that I've not 
fallen in love with. So, um, but my real love for payments really came when I spent time working in investment banking in Zimbabwe, learning another country's economy and, and realizing that other countries don't always follow the same financial market rules and norms and, and the, the key indicators are not always the same as, as they are here in the U.S., so that led to a, a career in trading foreign currency and commodity crosses uh, before finally discovering this wonderful department that pulled my love for all things payments and numbers together for me in global transaction services uh, here at Bank of America. Got it. Well, on behalf of the Clearinghouse and our guests, Juan from QuickPay Funding and Miyashi from Bank of America, I'd like to thank each of you for tuning into this podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode and you want to hear more about payments, you can find the Payments Nerd podcast on the podcast page at theclearinghouse.org or wherever you just subscribe to podcasts. Simply search for Payments Nerds in your podcast app. Thank you and have a great day. The Clearinghouse is full of payments nerds who just can't wait to tell you about how the RTP network helps U.S. financial institutions create a faster and smarter experience for their corporate and retail customers. Check out the schedule for online and in-person events at theclearinghouse.org. You've been listening to Payments Nerds. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.